When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey guys, it's Crystal from Kentucky. I was just listening to the most recent episode. I got a little behind, so you're going to have to forgive me. Or spite me, either way, I don't care. Um, Just wanted to say, hey, you guys are doing a great job, and it was fun hearing all of your pick-me's that you were able to make contact with. Unfortunately, I spent mine way late because I did get behind on episodes. So, maybe I'll do another one. Anywho... Have a great day. Enjoy the show still. I've been listening since probably week three. I feel so bad that we missed her. Like, I feel horrible. And you are totally forgiven for being behind. That happens. I'm behind and I'm on the show. I know. I feel bad that some of our, that we, we missed more than one creep when we tried calling. That was so fun. We really do have to do that again. I feel bad we missed last week, but we'll get into that more in a few minutes. Yeah. But I have an idea. Mark, oh, Mark, I see the light bulb above your head right now. Is oh, it, it's is, really bright. Oh, it's going to burn out. Then. Oh, okay. Well, she feels bad that we didn't call her. So here, ready? <gasps> Are we calling her right now? Oh, it's ringing. It's We're going to attempt to. It's ringing. You guys do hear it ring. I like when you get all excited. I know. You're like, shh, 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 shh. They're going to hear us calling. Do you think she'll pick up? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, man, she's going to be so mad. If she she's going to get missed again. Oh. Come on, Crystal. Come on, Crystal. I'm sending out the vibes. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Do we even know where she's from and what time it might be? <laughs> Would she, where did she say she was from? I don't remember. <laughs> we just played it with such numb nuts. Oh. Sorry, I'll have to call you back. Oh, Thank you. oh, well, here that was official proof that we, we tried. tried calling Crystal. Sorry, I just we should have warned her to say, Oh, hi, crime creep. Hi, crime creep. 
So uh, let's get into the last week here real fast, if you want. Uh, so, all right. We'll get, just do a little quick synopsis. A little quick synopsis. <laughs> a so little quick synopsis. I started my day waking, waking up late. Okay. And then- This I was put, the day of recording, guys, he's yeah. talking about. Late, later for me, because I had to go, uh, I don't know how to, my, how I do my, my full-time job has been changing and now mm-hmm. it's changed. So I had one last day that I had to complete with another organization that I'm not a part of anymore. As of now, I'm not. Oh, I think I'm going to um, steal this NASCAR pen. Sorry. Continue on. Just saw I, Red Ball. I fair and square stole that one from NASCAR. <gasps> I won't steal it then because it's already stolen. So I had to go finish that up. So I, I knew that we were either going to run a best love or it was going to be late. So then I woke up late. I get into my truck, I put it in reverse, and then I see Steve. No, you in, did not. Yeah, pulling into my mailbox, and I went, ah, uh, he sees my reverse lights are on, so he's going to give me shit about not having an episode. Yep. Roll down my window, I said, morning, Steve. He's like, no episode today. <laughs> did he really? That's First awesome. freaking lines out of his mouth. <laughs> and I was like, no, because I had just gotten home. I'd yeah. been traveling. Yep. Mark travels like four out of the seven days a week. Yes. Sometimes five. Next week is five days because my weekends overlap. Yep. Because um, I leave here Thursday and I won't be back here until Monday night. And then I immediately leave on Thursday again. Oh, God. So, yay. Um, so I had all intent and purpose is to put a <laughs> best stuff up, except I was at my my former now former job finishing up that project and i got a phone call that my daughter was involved in a car accident in new york yes so then everything stopped right of there yeah. and then i left and went to new york um she was in a an accident with my grandson in the car and i won't get into any much more details on that other than they're okay um, thank god that was the first was, question i asked she was driving my jeep my jeep is no more they've actually already came and took it Oh, so like that didn't, that did not take long. They, they progressive insurance had that. So that happened on a Tuesday at one o'clock. Um, progressive had the car Thursday morning. What flow possession flow came in? Did flow show up? Is flow part of progressive? Is it progressive? Oh wait, is flow progressive? I don't know. I can never remember. You can look it up while I continue on. (laughs) So they had already had the, they already took the Jeep and it's, you, you look at the picture and it's not really bad. And then you really start looking at the picture and say, oh, yeah, that wheel is like shoved back into the firewall. Yes, it's flow. Yeah, I okay. didn't sign up for her. So hold on a second before you continue on. Did the, any of the airbags deploy? Airbags did not deploy. Okay, because I do know when an airbag deploys, that pretty much totals, totals the car. It. Yeah. Oh, Jeep's totaled. They already they already called me. Um, so that I already know it's, yeah, it's got like $14,000 worth of damage. Well, you know what? It protected your little grandson and your daughter. <sighs> it sure Thank did. Thank God. It sure did, and I mean, it is what it is, but that's what happened last week, and coming up soon, like, you guys, we're going to have a little bit of sporadicness just because wintertime, even though racing happens in the summer, wintertime is my busy time. Mark's going to maybe try to teach Charity how to maybe record an episode by myself once in a while, just telling some stories, even though, you know, you won't get the banter, but it might just be something up. Fire um, talk, fire, fireside chat with Charity. Y- yes, but w- I don't really know how that's going to. And we also decided that maybe we might 
go back into some old famous cases, not some super old, some oh, not super old. Oh, I 100% old, want to do that. And we want to pick them apart and give in, you know, give dates, give all sorts of things and have open discussions about these cases. Um, when we first started this podcast, it was based on one story. Yes. Yep. And once that story was done, we decided we like doing this. Let's carry on. Yep. Charity had mentioned a case that everybody knows. I don't know much more than I know some of the details. Charity's read some books. Charity's researched things. Charity's watched documentaries. Charity's done lots of things. I just know I remember saying, wow, that chick's hot. Yes. How could she kill her kid? Oh, that reminds me. (laughs) That just puts it out there what we're going to talk about. That reminds me. About your snow caps and what did you say? Oh, oh I was going to get to that. Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to speed that up for you. So Charity and I, I think we're going to start covering one of these cases. You can tell them what it is if you want. Nope. I don't really care. I'm going to keep it a secret. I already let it out. Like I already well, said no, something. There's, other ca- there's lots of cases like and that. And I think we start picking some of these cases apart. Yep. So flash cut to, apparently I got a delivery last weekend of snow caps. All right, we're back. Guess who forgot to shut his ringer off on his phone? Who's got two thumbs and pointing them at himself? This guy. <laughs> so I was gone all last weekend. It was uh, Lee USA Speedway's Oktoberfest. So I was, quote unquote, working slash partying for four days straight. Woohoo! Having a lot of fun. Um, having Doing a lot of work, too, but having a lot of fun. I can't complain. I have a really fun job. And I get back home. And Kristen comes in and says, hey, there's a box on the porch. And I was like, there is? I didn't order anything. And Jason's like, yeah, it was on the steps when I got home Sunday. And I was like, oh, cool. So I opened it up, and there's a crime creep label on top of it. And I was like, this is cool. And then I open it up. It is chalk blocked full of snow caps. I think think there's going to be a run on snow. Right now, in Snowcap headquarters, there's like, I can't remember where she's from. Do you know where she's from? I don't either. Well, anyways, Michelle Triolo had bought out enough that there's somebody at Snowcap headquarters going, wherever Michelle lives, there's a run on the market. <laughs> we need to get more of those things up there, stat. So I got to give huge props to her because I have enough Snowcaps now to basically last like a day or two. There's like a week's worth. <laughs> I think there's like 30-something boxes of them in there. Mark, the creeps, your creeps know you very well. All right. So this is this is going to be my little funny thing of the day. <laughs> I asked for Hot Pockets. I got Hot Pockets you mailed did. to me. Yeah. I asked for snow caps. I got snow caps I don't even think you me. asked. You just oh, no, mentioned. Did. Oh, did you? Okay. I was like, somebody just sent me a huge thing of snow caps. <laughs> so I would come on here and say... That somebody should send me nudes, except I would get Walter Cops butt crack sent to me on my Facebook Messenger. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Or Michael Wilson, or Michael like, Wilson snapping a picture of something funny and sending it to me. Yep. But now I put that out in the world. Let's see what happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Walter's butt crack on my messenger. Yeah, probably. you're getting something from Walter. Most so definitely. That, he, was, the, that was my fun. And he won't post it and tag you on Facebook because he'll have to go to jail again if he does that. Facebook right? jail. Facebook jail. I've never. <laughs> I, I don't understand. 
I Maybe know. I'm no fun. I've I, never been in some Facebook. Some people, jail. it happens all the time. I don't know. Sometimes it's just one word. I think that Facebook's like, no, nope, we don't like that. I have friends that have like 19 Facebook accounts. Like, sorry, got thrown out again. This is me with my. First initial, second initial, third initial, slash half of my last name in my incognito account. It's like, I don't even like you that much to have you on my account twice. That's awesome. It's like, come on. Oh, speaking of Facebook. Oh, boy. Guess what time it is. What time is it? Best of the week. Meow. There we go. I love best of the week. I'm starting off because... I Mark want you to, I want you to confirm hands. this. So this was just posted one hour ago by Christopher with a K. And What's up, Christopher? it's a video of children jumping around, um, you know, on like a bouncy thingy. Yep. And it says, um, it says what the inside of a man's nutsack looks like. I love that. And then Michael Wilson said, that's why I just randomly feel like I got kicked. In the nuts. I get it now. Yes. Is that true? It feels like people... See? <laughs> Is that what it feels like in there? Sometimes when you're walking around, it feels like that. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know, but I like this one. I don't know. Michael Wilson posted, this guy is probably the butt of all jokes, and it's a guy with a vest on that says, manhole assessor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at this. Did you see what Joe Allen did? I did, but I haven't had a chance to listen Hold to it on, yet. Hold on. I'm turning it on. Hold on. Can we, can we, can we pause? Actually, I can play it right through my... Play it, play it, play, play it, play it. the microphones here. Let's see. Okay, go ahead. I just saw that. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, she, she morphed me into saying that's what she said. That's awesome. I posted something on here, too. I don't know what it was. Now I can't find it. Ooh, name a song not to sing in prison. <laughs> oh, this should be good. Let's read. So, who was that who posted that? Re- Rebecca Bade. And she said, and go. Let's let's read some of them. Nine Inch Nails, Animal. I, I'm Every Woman. <laughs> I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> My Big Ten Inch. I can't. Bottoms Up. Oh, my God. That one's good. Bottoms up. Oh, I shared something. It's raining, man. Oh, God. They I never shared disappoint. something, and it didn't come on because I forgot I was in a private group. Aww. So I never get to see the fun of it. Bummer. Aww. Aww. I'm bummed out. It was super funny, whatever it is. I don't remember. Oh, my God. That is funny. Songs <laughs> to not sing in prison. Let's see. Gets to get down to the bottom. Christopher Rosengrant takes the cake with... I'm a Barbie girl. Yes. And I'm pretty sure you would not, it would not end your day well if you went ahead and did that in prison. No. No. See, here's one right here. William Smith, if you can't use shells, you shouldn't be allowed to make it. It says soft taco shells. Look, and it's bread. Oh. So I have jokingly said that Mark grew up super poor growing up. Yes. I did. And we had one kind of bread product. It was called bread. (laughs) And... When we had hamburgers, you had hamburger on bread. When we had hot dogs, it was hot dogs on a piece of bread. It wasn't until I like went to a friend's house in high school and I was like, wait, there's actually special things for your hot dog? Oh, what you just wrapped the things? bread around the hot dog. Bread around the hot yeah. dog. I didn't know any better. I was poor. Hey, it worked. Um, William Smith, Mark Bougie, any idea where this is? Looks like a place you'd like, and somebody put an F at the front of it, an art festival, and it says fart festival. <laughs> I did see that. So something that was funny on the best of the week this week is somebody posted a picture that I actually took. 
and they didn't realize it. Really? So we had one that popped up that showed uh, it was a picture called Electric Avenue and right below it, no outlet. So I had taken that picture about 15 years ago. No way. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And it was on Facebook for a long time. And then I went back and retook that picture and posted it on U Local, which is WMUR, which is a news up in New Hampshire. Yeah. And it got shared like a thousand something times. And it's so funny that I was like, and I don't think they believe me. I was like, I actually took that picture. No way. And that was mine. My picture. That's so cool. Electric Avenue. No outlet. It's up in Pennacook, New Hampshire. Oh, my God. Yep. I used to drop cars there all the time. That's really cool. I'll let cool. you finish it up. What do you got for us? I, I don't know. I'll get to find a real good one. That's what she said. That's what she said. I'm going to end it with good old Danelle Berg. What's up, Danelle? It just says, this is why we can be friends. And it is the sensitive content. And it says, this photo may show violent or graphic content. And it's got the learn more or the see photo. Guess what I pressed? Yeah. Over and over and over. And it's it's just a joke. Do you it know goes the nowhere. Funnier one of that is <laughs> what, and, and it says it's basically it's got this like see more dot 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 see more, and it's just basically, hey, have you ever seen a monkey tapping a screen a bunch of times because he's really dumb? And like as you're hitting see more, and you're like, what's going on? And you're smacking <laughs> the screen, and you're like, oh, oh, I'm the dumb monkey. Yep, I get it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Well, that was best of the week. And we tried calling somebody and they denied I us. I know. I'm bummed. So they get to hear their voicemail on the show next week. So before we get into the actual case, uh, Mr. Matt Lockhart had sent me a missing persons that I just want to share on air. 
Um, Katie Fuller, who's 27, um, was been missing since September 9th, 2023. Her vehicle was found abandoned, uh, license plate removed. The Canton Police Department has initiated a search for Katie Fuller, a 27-year-old mother of two, has been missing from the Canton area for about two weeks. I think it's more, it's obviously more than that now because that was the ninth. Um, concerns are mounting as family members and friends have reported that it is unusual for Fuller to go this long without contacting her loved ones. Uh, Daystar Auto Group Fuller was last her, heard from two weeks ago and her family is growing increasingly worried about her well-being. Her vehicle was found abandoned Friday in the 800 block of McKinley SW with the license plate removed. Described as having brown hair, blue eyes and standing at five foot five inches tall, weighing approximately 130 pounds. Katie's loved ones are urging anyone with information about her whereabouts to come forward. Officer Lamar Sharp of the Canton Police Department is leading the investigation into Katie's disappearance. Officer Sharp can be reached at 330-438-4421 or via email at lamar.sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, at cantonohio.gov. The police department is encouraging anyone who may have seen Katie Fuller or has information about her disappearance to be to reach out as soon as possible. Oh, so sad, especially she's a young mother. It makes me so sad. I, these missing people, I mean, it, it, it's all over the place. Now, remember what we always said, even if you just have a sliver of yes. information that you don't think is relevant. Yes. The smallest of small things. That's make all it takes. all the difference. If you see something, say something. Yep. And now we just talked about something sad. We're probably going to talk about something sad here yep. again. So let me give you a quick palate cleanser. So a little commercial update. Everybody knows how I love my commercials. So I'm just going to go out and say I was wrong because I said this commercial was horrible. I said she was annoying and it drove me nuts. And then I did a little research on this lady and come to find out she's really cool and I like her. So now I'm lowering my A1C, little blue pill with a big story to tell. I'm all in on this commercial Guys, he now. was singing it when we were on our way to Poundtown. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the commercials, since I'm, and I'm not going to play this clip on the air, I want you guys to discover this commercial for yourself because it has now been heard by me. It's been heard by Kristen and her kid the other day heard it and said, is that what they just said? There's a Chipotle commercial that plays in the Northeast. And I want everybody to listen to this commercial very closely and tell me what kind of cilantro they're discussing. Oh, I've got to look this up. Because what they're meaning to say is hand-chopped cilantro. <laughs> that is not what they say in the commercial. What do they say? Use your imagination. Go watch the commercial. Damn it. Okay. I'll have to watch it. I want everybody to do their homework and send it in on the uh, Case Watch Crime Creep group <laughs> on Facebook. What kind of cilantro are they talking about inside of the Chipotle commercial? Because oh. once you hear it, you cannot unhear it. And there's a new show I want to watch, too, by the way. What? I don't know what the name of it is, but it's on BritBox. So I'm going to have to sign up for another service. It's how they get us. But it's got this guy, and he looks at this girl, and he says, you don't say no to me. Oh. And I'm like, I'm all in. I oh. want to watch this BritBox That's a crap. little aggressive. He's like a mob guy Oh, in wherever that area is, and it looks good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So go ahead. Okay. Um, Talk about your hand-chopped cilantro. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. So um, we're going to be talking about a... 
woman named Jennifer Pan. Some of you may have heard of her before. Mark, I can guarantee you have not. That look I just gave you wasn't enough to say who? Um, yeah. So let's just get into it like we say. Jennifer Pan was born June 17th, 1986 in Markham, Ontario, Canada, to parents Bik Ha Pan and Huey Han Pan. I'm hoping I'm not butchering these names, but I probably are. Huey was born and raised in Vietnam, but moved to Canada in 1979 as a political refugee. Basically, Canada was a safe haven for him as it was probably very dangerous in Vietnam. Bic was also a refugee from Vietnam. The two got married in Toronto and set up home in Scarborough. Along with Jennifer, the Pans had a son named Felix, born in 1989. The Pans were extremely hard workers and wanted the best for their family. All right. Sorry, Charity. I have to stop you right there because I am a man of science (laughs) and I found the commercial. Oh, no. It's not as clear as it is on the TV. Chipotle's carne asada is back. It's our most tender cuts of steak, grilled and seasoned with cumin, oregano, and coriander. Finished with fresh lime and hand chopped cilantro. <laughs> Did you just say hand chopped cilantro? <laughs> so it's not just me. I 100% think he, he said hand job cilantro. Oh, wow. To the point now where. Oh, my goodness. Everybody is now. Welcome to my world, people. You're going to have to deal with it. All right. This is like the Tickle Me Elmo fiasco back in the day. Right? Oh. I don't even know where I left off. I don't know either. Sorry. I think you just said her name. No, I think I just said that her parents. Um, we're very hard workers. And there we go. So they both worked at an auto parts manufacturer. In- Would have been better as if you said Chipotle and then you <laughs> job cilantro, but continue. <laughs> they both worked at an auto parts manufacturer in Aora, Ontario. I'm wondering if they worked at the same place so that they could save money driving to and from work together. Makes that sense. makes sense, right? Yep. Bic made car parts. Well, Han, I'm just going to go by his middle name or whatever because it's easier, was a tool and a die maker. This hardworking couple were also savers and were able to cut costs and become very financially comfortable by 2004. We make car parts for the American car person because that's what we are. Um, Okay, Tommy Boy. Oh, you knew it. Yes. Oh, one of my faves. Love that. Fat guy in a little coat. Best movie ever. Can I fluff your pillows? (laughs) Room service, you like something? The best is when they think the deer is dead in the car. And oh, stuff. my okay. God. Sorry. I, 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 lots of red balls episodes. today. We should just do episodes of us talking about shows we like and stuff. <laughs> do you guys even want us to do crime anymore? Or you just want Mark and Charity time? Like, I'm fine doing it either way. <laughs> okay, All sorry, right. guys. They're Let's, hardworking people make they, car parts yep. for the, the hardworking American citizen because that's uh, that's actually they're not even in America. So, But continue. Anyways. But yes, they worked their buttocks off and they were able to save a good chunk of money. They bought themselves their dream house on uh, in Markham, a city in Toronto in a nice, quiet residential area. I guess this area was an area mainly inhibited by other Asian families. And this was probably another reason why the Pans liked this area. Be- Are you laughing at me? I am. Why? Because I'm adding say. an R? Yes. To area? Area. Oh. I am sorry. I don't even know I'm doing it, guys. All right, I'm going to try not to do it. No, no, that's the fun part when you do it. <sighs> Anyways, Bic drove a Lexus 
ES. 300 and hand drove a Mercedes-Benz C-Class. I don't know anything about these cars, guys, but they sound really fancy to me. I had a Toyota pickup truck and I used to have a Jeep, but my daughter I used to have it. Yes, but you have your daughter and grandson yes. still, so. I also did have that last week and a Jeep. Yeah. Now I don't have Now that. you don't. On top, guys, he was just looking out the window, kind of sad, like deep thoughts. To where it used to park. Yeah. yeah. He's kind of looking out there. The back of that Jeep got us a fan because it had a Case Watch Crime Creep sticker <gasps> on it. And really? That's, that's how we discovered our our good friend Steve. That's right. Oh, that's right. Steve's all tatted up too. Like I got a good good look at Steve the other day doing the mail. He's got a bunch it's of funny. tats. Steve doesn't even know this. Steve, listen to this. Good because that day Charity's that you stalking you. No, no. <laughs> the, the day that he had messaged me and said said that he was our mailman for that day. I had gone for a walk before I came to record and I saw Steve, but didn't know it was Steve because it was before he let me know that he was my mailman that day. And I saw that Steve was all tatted up. Yeah. All right. Red Squirrel. So I'm in the, in, I know. Okay. I'm all right, we got to stop today. doing this. On top of being able to buy their dream home and drive fancy cars, they were also able to save $200,000 in the bank. Pretty good, right? I'm pretty impressed with them. I'm very impressed with them. I do not do that. Because the Pans were such hard workers and successful, they wanted their kids to be the same, and they put a lot of pressure on them to succeed. They made Jennifer take piano lessons when she was just four years old. She was also made to take figure skating lessons and trained every single day, thinking she could make it to the next, uh, make it to the Olympics one day. That's an extreme amount of pressure to put on a kid. She was made to train and train until it became too much. She uh, tore a ligament in her knee and could no longer skate. Oh yeah, to I won't, I want. I wonder how that went over. Not very well, I bet. Jennifer went to Cath to a Catholic school and played the flute in the band. Quiet, Mark. <laughs> this one time at band camp, <laughs> according to one of the teachers that knew the family, Han seemed to be the stickler with the children, and Bick seemed to go along with her husband's wishes. Jennifer's schoolwork and all her activities were scrutinized by her parents as soon as they picked her up at school. In fact, when she was in high school, she wasn't allowed to have any boyfriends or do anything social that might take her mind off her schoolwork and set activities. All the pressure that was put on her to get good grades, along with all the restrictions, took a toll on her, and she must have been very frustrated. Even though her grades were great when she was in lower grades, she was a C student in high school. The pressure was so high that she went to great lengths making sure her parents didn't find out about her grades by changing the grades on her report cards. I did that. Making them believe she was getting all A's. So, See, I shot for C's because I knew my parents would never believe market A's. So like, I'd be like, I'm going to turn this F into a C. Oh, boy. So it's, it's very sad, right, to think that younger Jennifer was so afraid of her parents that she would go to these lengths. But... They expected, they worked their butts off and they expected their children to as well. They came from Vietnam mm -hmm. to Canada. They, they wanted better for their children. They wanted better for them. And they figured we have to put the pressure on them so that they will do better than we have even done. Yeah. So I, I think it, it, to me, my opinion is that it came from a good place, even though it was a little over the top, maybe a lot over the top, but still. The problem with that is, and this isn't being mean, rude or any of that stuff. But when you're around like-minded individuals who parents also have the same Which outlook. Which is possibly the community could have, yeah. Then it's not as bad as opposed to when 
when you basically have just you mm-hmm. whose parents are super strict. Right. Like that doesn't work out well. Right. Jennifer was able to get into college her senior year with an early acceptance to Ryerson University. So that's pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. that's great. Her parents must have been so proud. Well, that acceptance was taken back when the college learned that she had flunked out of her calculus class. Oh, She could not face her parents with this news, so she decided it would be in her best interest to lie to them and everyone around her and pretend she was going to college. But what she was really doing was bouncing around different cafes to waste time. She worked at a restaurant to make some money and taught a little piano on the side. So I guess the piano lessons did come in handy, right? Yes. A little bit. Jennifer kept up with her. Oh. What's going on, Mark? <laughs> I I think we just missed a phone call from the what we just tried No calling. way. Let's see. Oh, right, she here, messaged ready, us. Ready, ready? Why is it this never wants to work? When I, I know. Want it to? Hey guys, it's Crystal from Kentucky. Oh. Excuse my strange voice. I have a touch of some kind of funk. Oh. Um, I'm- oh. So we missed her call again. Better luck next week. We'll try again next week. I'm gonna call. We're gonna call her every time we record now until <laughs> she picks up the phone. She, but now she's not gonna know when we record. Maybe we should give her a heads up. Well, it's different every week now. The I last know, couple days have been really weird. Saying. Today's Monday. We never record on Monday. No, nights. and it's night. It's kind nighttime. of. It's getting dark. I'm scared. The night time is I the hope, right I time. I hope someone doesn't try to abduct me when I go to my car. I know it's six twenty three at night on Monday. I, I usually am like getting ready to go live on my other broadcast, which I don't do on Mondays anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, move that crap to Wednesdays. All right, let's yeah. let's continue on with Jennifer Pan. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> Sorry, this is all over the place, guys, but. That's why you love us. (laughs) Jennifer kept up with her lie with more lies, letting her parents think she was doing amazing at college, even getting scholarships for her outstanding academics. So this is so weird, right? Because her parents are taking her word for everything. They're not asking less. I mean, maybe she went the the next step. You think they would double check. That's what I was going to say. But maybe she was like printing up fake. Like, who knows? Some people go to great lengths to, to cover their tracks. She was doing... So fake, fantastically. She was able to fake inform her parents that she had been fake accepted into the pharmacy program at the University of Toronto. She thought deeply about how to keep these lies going, buying pharmacy books so she could take notes and leave them laying around for her parents to find. Jeez, she she would have done good in college. Right. She should have just, I don't know. Applied herself. She was so fake busy with her studies. She asked her parents if she could stay with a friend near <laughs> near the campus. I love the fake busy. Yeah. That's the best. She's you, so fake busy. Yeah. You know, to make it less stressful for herself. What she, what she was actually doing was staying with the boyfriend she had met in high school Ooh. that her parents didn't know about, Mark. Va-va-voom. His name was Daniel Chi Kwan Wong, and he worked at a pizza place along as being an inspired, having an inspiring career as a weed dealer. I kind of like him. What's his last name again? Chi Kwan Wong. Bless I like you. that. I like that. Too. I, I like that name. Life progressed and Jennifer continued. My with Chinese her life. name would be Mark Dong Not Long. <laughs> <laughs> what would mine be? I don't even know. Life progressed and Jennifer continued with her lies. She told her parents that in addition to finishing fake pharmaceutical school, 
You should see how I spell pharmaceutical, guys. She began volunteering her time at a hospital with sick kids. Fake volunteering, of course. (laughs) She is such an amazing fake do-gooder, isn't she? I'm like super proud of her. I I feel feel like I'm a better person. She is doing everything. She is holding up her end of the bargain in her parents' eyes and doing so exquisitely that they probably were bragging to all their friends, right, about how amazing their daughter was doing. You know, if their kids maybe were just going to a community college and yeah. they had, they, look at their daughter. She so got like, a fake pharmacy, went to fake pharmacy school. Like She's the cream of the crop. She yeah. rises to the top. She oh. never eats pig because the pig is a cop. Okay. Better yet, a Terminator like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jump around. Sorry. I had to get two songs in a show. I can't help it. It was after she told this lie to her parents, or excuse me, it was after she told this lie about working with the sick kids that her parents started questioning what she was really doing with her life. Han and Bick never once found scrubs or any hospital badge laying around the house. (laughs) Bick got to the point where she knew she needed to find out what was really going on with her daughter. So she followed her to the hospital when she said, when she was headed there to volunteer. Fake volunteer, of course, guys. Love it. Bick was horrified when she discovered that Jennifer was not helping at the hospital and soon found out her daughter was lying about everything. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Including the fact that she had never even graduated high school. Wait, what? Yeah, she because she flunked that class. So she didn't even graduate. I wonder how she faked that. Did she fake walk across the stage? How'd she do that one? I need to know more about this. I'm wondering, I don't know. I'm wondering if because her parents were originally from Vietnam, they may not have known exactly, but they're friends and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how she got away with that one, guys. All right. I have a joke and I don't know if it's appropriate. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. And if Charity tells me to pull it out, it's going to get deleted. Okay. So instead of going to help at the hospital, she was busy helping getting cream of some young guy. Should I leave that in or take it out? I think our guys can handle it. All right. I'm going to leave it in there. I think I, I think I, I got to do the lean back double knuckle crack. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Think our, I think our creeps will get that one. It, it, it wasn't meant to be insensitive. It, it was meant to be. I don't even know how it's to. It's just work. meant to be funny. Yeah. So I can imagine what. Imagine. That's good charity. I can imagine. Imagine. What the, imagine, what the com- imagine what the conversation was like. Han went through the roof and decided Jennifer was to be kicked out of the house. After all, why make it cushy for her when she was had essentially done nothing with her life up to this point? So her father was like, peace, dude. Like, you have wasted time. You, like, you know, if she was in college or they thought she was in fake pharmaceutical school, <laughs> working her ass off and volunteering her time, they probably were giving her money, right? Because they were so proud of her. If I was her, I'd be like, do you realize how much work it is to fake do this stuff Right, every that's what day? I'm saying. Like- if she had just real done it. So Bick, on the other hand, must have wanted to help her daughter progress. Maybe she realized how hard her husband had pushed her. Maybe that was the reason for all the lies in the first place. Bick was able to convince her husband to let Jennifer stay at home while she attempted to get her life together. She yeah. pushed her daughter to take the classes she needed to be able to get her high school diploma with the hopes that she would go to real college <laughs> someday. You know, so she's trying to, she, you know, her mother regrouped as now upset as she happy, was. Like, 
Just take some summer classes right. at a college. We'll be happy at this point. But, you know, her mother w- was horrified, but it's like, this is my daughter. I love her. I, w- I don't want this for her. She at least, at the very least, needs a high school diploma yep. to do something with That's her right. life. She can't even take college classes. Yeah. She hasn't graduated. Um, there, were, there were rules set in place while Jennifer got back on her feet. My one question, though, is aren't rules what led her to all the lies in the first place? Like, I understand why they need some rules, but... Yeah, let me just continue on. Yeah, that that family family yeah. dynamic isn't going to work. So do you remember Daniel, the boyfriend that had a thriving weed business? Yeah, he is the one where the cream of sun young guy came from. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. well, Jennifer was forbidden to see him or even speak to him. Also, that's going to work out really mm-hmm. well for you. I actually know this case now. So do you really? I think I do. Really? Yep. I think because I'm pretty sure the first time I've learned about this case i giggled about his last name and made the same oh dear god see some young guy the, joke this is the, the these are the things that that this is jog marks me me- memory yeah it's like i remember this now <laughs> so putting aside just thinking that daniel was bad news jennifer later said that her parents didn't want her around him because he was a mixed race who knows if that's true or not because that came from jennifer but right. he was not 100 percent vietnamese he was half vietnamese have something else. And they that apparently was, according to Jennifer, that didn't fly with her parents. But I'm not sure how true or false that is. I get what you're saying. Bick and Han didn't allow her, their daughter to go anywhere except the home, to, to the homes where she taught piano. She wasn't allowed any social life whatsoever. How old is she? Hold on. Sounds exactly the same as when she was in high school. Let's just say she's old enough um, that she could be on her own. But okay. we'll get into that. Yeah. Daniel and Jennifer's relationship didn't last. She could only sneak and meet him once in a while, so they almost never saw each other. When Jennifer was 24 years old, Daniel broke up with her and he started dating another girl. Or woman. I should say woman. You're 24. You're 24. Okay? This upset Jennifer, so she made up a story to try and keep her attention. His attention. Sorry. Listen to this story. This is a good one, Mark. I'm excited. She told Daniel that a man came into her house claiming he was a police officer, even showing her a badge. She told him more men came in the house right behind the man and they all raped her one right after the other. She then said that shortly after she was, quote unquote, gang raped, a bullet was mailed to her. She told Daniel that the entire ordeal was put into action by his new girlfriend. No. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Here is where things start to take a turn. Jennifer was sick and tired of her parents' rules. It was ruining her life. She didn't ruin her life. They were ruining her life, Mark. Right, 100%. In the spring of 2010, Jennifer decided she needed to do something about it. She reached out to an old high school friend named Andrew Montemayor. She later said she did this because she remembered Andrew saying he had robbed people using a knife. Andrew said her account from high school was wrong and he never did or said that. Jennifer must have clearly explained to Andrew what she needed because he quickly introduced her to Ricardo Duncan. Jennifer claimed she gave Ricardo $1,500 to kill her father in the parking lot where he worked. Ricardo has a different story. He claimed Jennifer ordered him $200 to go out for the night, but he gave it back. He said he declined immediately when she asked him to kill her parents. So they both have two very different stories. Weird. But the one thing said 
from both of the, that we get from both of their stories is that Jennifer did ask him to kill her parents. Hmm. So clearly he was like, I'm not into that. But she, can you imagine the balls on someone? Hey, hardly know you. Here's 200 bucks. Let's go out and have a fun time. Oh, by the way, you want to kill my parents? We just need to slice and dice yeah. at my parents' house Yeah, first. let's have some shots. And then let's like, maybe you can just like kill my parents for me. It'd be awesome. Can you, yeah. How do you even ask? Like, that's just, oh. I don't That's get it. almost stupid criminal or yep. right on the line there. So what must have been going on in her head if she thought killing her parents was the only way out of the life she was living. There's so many other options. She was a grown ass adult after all. She was 24 years old. What about just getting a job and freaking moving out? Grown ass woman. Gr- <laughs> What's up with you? Did you? <laughs> Apparently. She's a grown ass woman. <laughs> it's from a movie and I, I can't remember what it really is. really fired up over that. Apparently, Daniel's back in the picture around this time. He must have dropped the new girl because, you know, she had his old girlfriend fake game rape, gang raped. I want to say that I am no way making light of any sexual assault, but it's clear in this case that that did not really happen. So that's why I'm kind and of... Let me just say how much of a scumbag you are for even alleging something like that because there's so many women that are not believed on yep. a daily basis. That, and, and that really happened too. Yep, is making the problem worse. Devaluing. Shame on you. Yep. Shame on you. So Jennifer made it clear to Daniel that the only way to stop her parents from controlling her was to kill them. She also figured out that if they did, if they if they were to, you know, just die or be killed or whatever, she'd be left with their money, about $500,000. They could I, I'm in now, 500 grand. They could take the money, move in together and live happily ever after. If they were going to go follow through with this plan, though, they needed to do it right. They couldn't just ask some Joe Schmo to do it, right? Sure he tried. They would need to hire a real hitman. They should go on Craigslist. Because <laughs> that always works. Yep. Daniel put Jennifer in contact with a... This, all right, this is going to get a little a little confusing. Um, and some of these nicknames for these people are hysterical. Oh, and I, I will wait. be saying them over and over because I just have to because that's the way my brain works, so... So, but Daniel was the one who put her in contact with a man named Lenford Roy Crawford. Daniel simply called him homeboy. He then gave his girlfriend an iPhone that she would use to text or call homeboy without anyone knowing. Homeboy contacted Sean, quote unquote, Sniper Cardi. And Sniper contacted David. (laughs) This is really his last name. (laughs) My (laughs) Lavaginam. Oh, I love it. Are you sure you're not really just reading me the plot to Horrible Bosses? M-Y-L-V-A-G-A-N-A-M. I'm here for wet work. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that movie? Okay. Let's just see how many people we can get involved, right, I guess? 100%. I'm excited to see where this goes. You call one hit man, it leads to another. You call two hit men, it leads to another. Seriously, though. 100%. The more people that are involved, the more likely it is that you and everybody else are going to get caught. Right? Yeah. If you're going to do something, you do and it And especially, by here's the other thing. You don't know these people from the hole in the wall. They're going to turn on you in a dime. I'm oh, sorry. 100%. The hit was going to cost $10,000 and um, was set to take place at the Pan's home in Markham, Ontario. On November 8th, 2010, Jennifer made sure the front door was unlocked before she went to bed. She then talked to my lavaginam on the phone. 
my Lavaginam and two other men came through the front door not long after the call and they were all carrying guns. I guess Sniper was in the car waiting for the hitmen so he could drive them away. He also said, um, he also later said he was the one who chose the hitmen and helped to plan the attack. I love this. The three hitmen went right to work as soon as they entered the home. They ripped the couple's bedroom apart and asked to be given all the money that was in the house. Next, they ordered Bick and Han to go down to the basement where they proceeded to open fire on them. <gasps> no. Yeah. Jennifer was in the house the whole time. I'll tell you, I'll explain in a little bit what supposedly happened to her. The hitmen were sure they successfully killed the couple. So they took the money they had found in the house along with $2,000 from Jennifer. Jennifer called 911 after the men left, telling the dispatcher that the men had tied her up, but she was able to get free and make the call. Isn't that nice? So convenient. They were these three strong, masked men with guns, but they just loosely tied her hands. Yeah. You know, because... She was just a little a girl, young, you know, 24-year-old girl. What, what was she going to do? Han was rushed to Markham Stouville Hospital, but his injuries were too extensive, extensive for him to be treated there. He was airlifted to the trauma unit at Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto. Poor Bick was pronounced dead on the scene. Jennifer was interviewed for the first time by the police the next night. Things seemed to be moving about just as planned. She probably told them the horrible story of that night, how petrified she was, etc. There was one problem, a very big problem. Han woke up from the coma he was in and had remembered something very disturbing. He remembered seeing his daughter talking softly to one of the men as if she knew him. It looked like a friendly exchange. With this information, the police continued to investigate and were able to arrest Jennifer during her third interview on November 22nd, 2010. Once she was arrested, she started talking, only her story was a little different. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. She explained to investigators that she absolutely hired and paid the hitmen. She did that. Only she said she had hired them to kill her and not her parents. Hmm. That does not even make sense. Why would you pay $10,000 for someone to kill you when you can just do it yourself for free? Some people just don't have what it takes. I guess. And this is reasonable doubt at this point. Well, then why did they leave her then? Why did they kill the parents and not her if, she, if they were clearly hired to kill her? I'd just like to see where this ends what up. What an this idiot. This is interesting. This next part is kind of funny. I love the fact that she comes up with these ideas. Oh, my God. In her head, she's like, this is brilliant. They are so going to believe me. They are 100%. so going to believe me. I mean. Like, totally Who awesome. wouldn't believe me? I'm amazing. <sighs> they were supposed to kill me. It was an accident. They brought them downstairs. But oh, well. Now oh I well. have all their money. <laughs> Bill Goats was the officer asking all the questions. <laughs> it's G-O-E-T-Z. So I think it's goads. Goads? I don't know. He told Jennifer that he had software. Oh, yeah, this is really funny. He told Jennifer that he had special software on his computer that would be able to tell if she was telling the truth or not. This one's so funny. Apparently in Canada, the police are allowed to lie about things like that and even lie about evidence when interviewing a possible suspect. I actually found that very interesting. I see the good and the bad that this could bring. If the person is really guilty, a lie might be what brings an admission out of them. But They if, do it here. But if a person is innocent, couldn't that push them to falsely confess out of fear, which happens all the time? They can lie here about stuff. Can they? Yes. Oh, they I didn't know that. They don't have to be honest about stuff like that. I didn't that. know that. 
Ultimately, to get Jennifer to admit what she had done, Bill used the read technique on her. Do you know what that is? No. Well, I contacted Miss Wiki. She missed me. She's been reaching out and reaching out. And I just really. She's like, I just call. Yeah, I just really felt bad. And I feel like she, I think she feels a little used sometimes. So I wanted to give her some love. So here's what she had to say. The Reed technique is a method of interrogation. The system was developed in the U.S. by John E. Reed in the 1950s. Reed was a polygraph. I do know this. Mm -hmm. Reed was a polygraph expert and former Chicago police officer. The technique is known for creating a high-pressure environment for the interviewee. Also leads to a ton of false confessions. Yes. Watched a huge story on this. Yep, followed by sympathy and offers of understanding and help but only if a confession is forthcoming. Now that the cat was out of the bag, other arrests could be made. My Lavagnam <laughs> was arrested on April 14th, 2011. While shopping at a mall in New York, Toronto, excuse me, North Toronto, North York, Toronto. I was say, never heard of New York, Sorry, Toronto. North York. I read that incorrectly. Sniper or Cardi was arrested <laughs> on the 15th at the jail he was living in for killing someone in 2009. So he was already in the clink. Yeah, he was already done for. So he must have been arrested shortly after the hit on That's so other funny. charges. Good old Daniel was arrested while working on April 26th. Crawford, or homeboy, was the final arrest on May 4th, 2011. So it took investigators a while to link everything together. It's been said that the identity of the other two hitmen that did the shooting, other than my Levaginam, is mm. unknown. <laughs> My Levaginam. Maybe there's a bro code among hitmen. You I don't know? know if I have a Levaginam. No? I don't know. I, I think you might. I don't know what it is. Um. So do you think hitmen have, is there's like a bro code with hitmen? Like, I hey, have, dude, don't worry. I'm not going to tell anyone I saw you with a hit. Mm-mm-mm. No, I no? think they're going to. These these guys are not bros. I think they're oh. going to sell each other out as really quick. This is not John Wick. Oh, how I love at, the John Wick movies. And they're oh not at my the God. Which I want to watch too. I hated what the dog eating the first one, though. That yes. was horrible. Sorry. Another red ball. The trial for Jennifer and all the others arrested didn't begin until March 19th of 2019. The charges were first degree murder, attempted murder, and conspiracy to commit murder. Everyone pleaded not guilty. Police had gathered a ton of phone evidence, they had tracked the devices. Where uh, the device's whereabouts, and they had gathered a ton of text messages. In fact, they were able to gather over 100 texts between Daniel and Jennifer just six hours before the hit. What idiots! They used the burner phone to talk to the actual hitman, but just texted each other's personal cell phones about the hit. They're I, not very smart. Oh my god! Well, I mean, she didn't even graduate high school. <laughs> Thought she was a college Sorry to graduate. throw that in. <laughs> Thought she was at a fake. Pharmaceutical school. That's awesome. On top of that, there was evidence about the actual quote unquote break in. The fact that the door was left unlocked. Also, Jennifer's story never added up. When when recounting the attack, she was way too specific and it almost sounded rehearsed. Why would these men have left a witness alive? Completely fine and barely tied up. The most damning evidence, though, came from Han and what he remembered seeing. The trial was extensive and lasted 10 months. Jennifer, Daniel, Homeboy, and my Lavagnam were all found guilty of all charges and sentenced to life in prison. 
they won't be eligible for parole until they have served at least 25 years. They should never be allowed parole. Nope. Sniper, who was already in jail, um, has a little different outcome. He was tried with the others, but his lawyer got sick during the trial. So by the summer of 2014, his case was forced into a mistrial. Guys, I just have to correct myself for a minute. Um, the trial began on March 19, 2014. I think I said 2019. So I was a little ahead of myself. Sorry. Right, I, was Charity, getting, fired. I was getting a little, you know, whatever. She's fired. So anyways, Sniper ended up pleading guilty um, by December 2015. He got 18 years with eligibility for parole after nine served. So he got way less because he, ple- he pleaded guilty. But that said... I don't know how long he was sentenced for the other killing he was involved yeah, he in. Might be in jail so for he life. might already be in jail for life. Maybe even, I, I don't even know with no parole, who knows? So he probably just figured what the heck I'm just going to plead Take guilty. With with exactly. Sniper claims he pilled. Oh guys, sniper is a wicked nice guy. <laughs> wait, do you hear what his excuse for pleading guilty was? Oh, I can't wait. It was so Han wouldn't have to endure another trial. He's such a nice guy. I like that, that he thinks of him. That sniper. You know what would happen if he didn't attempt to kill the entire family? What? He wouldn't have had to deal with the trial no, anyways. Sniper was just the getaway car and helped plan it, Mark. He didn't do anything else. I know. I forgot. And here's I'm my sorry, other sniper. question. If your name is, if your nickname is Sniper, why wouldn't you be one of the guys holding the gun? You know what? Did you if, think about that? Like when I first said, because I was like, why is Sniper the dude in the He car? should have been, his nickname should have been Wheels. Yes. Yeah, that would have made way more sense. I know. Anyways, that, we can talk about that later. And the other guy's name I can't pronounce. He should have been Sniper. Let's reissue these these nicknames. These stupid names. So Han and his son, remember this, remember Felix, so it's yep. just the two of them left now, went on to file a court order stopping Jennifer from contacting anyone in their family ever again. They wanted no part of her in their lives moving forward. Can't blame them. Jennifer's lawyer tried to stop this from happening, but the judge granted the order into effect. After the final verdict, Han um, Pan had this to say in court. He said when he lost his wife, he also lost his daughter. He said he didn't feel like he had a family anymore and that he didn't feel lucky to be alive. Oh, that's so sad. Well, imagine one day you think, let's let's put ourselves in this dude's shoes well, for a Well, they work their asses off. They finally get their beautiful home. Yep. They, they think save their daughter all this money. Yep. is becoming an upstanding citizen. Yes. And all of a sudden you find out she's a liar. Yeah. She's S and D's on the side when she's supposed yeah. to be ace and tests. Yep. And helping out, you know, fixing the world. And then his entire family, but him and his kid and is his killed. Son, I know. It's so sad. This dude didn't ask for any of this. All because of somebody who just didn't want to grow up. Well, it gets even worse. The Toronto oh, Life boy. reported Han couldn't work anymore because of his injuries. For a while after the attack, he suffered from anxiety attacks, insomnia, and nightmares. He had PTSD. Of course he did. How could you not? Right. He, he essentially was... Almost killed. He literally just lived by the skin of his... I bet he probably wishes he didn't. Well, that's what he said. Yeah. And he, he witnessed he wasn't able to save his wife. It's horrible. He tried to sell the house where the nightmare took place, but no one would buy it. People probably thought it had bad juju in it. Right. Right? It's known that he lived with a family with another family member for a while, but it's not known where he's living now. This case is so sad. If any of our listeners in Canada can add to this story, please do. In my opinion, there is no reason this should have happened. Many people have super strict upbringings, but don't choose to kill their parents. Like I said earlier, there were so many other options for Jennifer. She should have just moved out 
And if that meant her parents would disown her, who cares? She clearly didn't want them in her life anyway. Problem like this would have is what this is what's so stupid about this. If she wanted to sever her ties with her parents because they were bugging her or whatever, just leave. I don't understand. Now she's got nobody. Well, she got a cellmate. Oh, the, uh, the judge, I forgot to mention earlier, the judge also put into effect that she is unable to ever speak to Daniel again. So now she doesn't have her boyfriend. She doesn't have any family members and she's stuck in jail. How did that, where'd that take you? Life turned out well for you there, yep. princess. So uh, Jennifer Pan is currently serving her time at Grand Valley Institution for Women in Kitcher, Ontario. She won't be eligible for parole until 2039. And I hope she never gets out. Piece she doesn't, of crap. doesn't deserve. I mean, to, to plot to kill your own parents that, yes, they were unbelievably strict. Okay. I understand that. But there are so many other things you could do. Yeah. But imagine if she would have actually followed through with all the stuff they wanted her to do and where she would be today. Right. But if she didn't want that in her life, if she didn't want the academics, okay, fine. Yeah. Then just go get a full-time job and move out with your boyfriend. You're 100% right. 24, 24 years old. When yeah. I think about where I was at 24, I mean, I started out very young in my life situation as an adult, but I know not everyone does that, especially nowadays, but you're 24. You're not 16. 24, I was on kid number two. Right. <laughs> right. You're not 16. You're not, you're not 15. You're not 14. You're not, your parents don't need to take care of you at that point. I do love the fact that you look back and especially if you know people that have kids later in life and they're going through it and they're all like, I don't know how you did this. I was like, I don't know how I did it either, but I was 20 years younger than <laughs> I you. Know. I know. <laughs> I mean, come on. I had energy back then. If, if I had my kids now, I didn't even know how I would get through it. I With really work don't. and everything. I know. Well, you, you do what you have to because you have to. That's what it comes down to. You make do. You have to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anybody else is like me, but lately I've been so overwhelmed with everything that's going mm -hmm. on where I just decide like, F it. I'm not getting out of my chair. And it's so weird too, because Mark and I are both overwhelmed with different things at the same time. Yes. So we basically sit in here for like 20 minutes before we even start and we just vent. <laughs> Actually, we're out in the living room for a good half hour we were. complaining about each other's lives. <laughs> we were. I was like, I hate this. And you're like, I hate this thing in my life too. But it's all good. Yes. It's we'll see good. you guys on the next episode of Case Watch True Crime Broadcast. <gasps> Bye, guys. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.